according to the math test, which is supposed to be how you gauge your progress in this whole silly thing, I made zero progress over the first like four months. Episode 661 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, heart rate training. One year later. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into uh, today's quick tip, I want to take a quick second and thank uh, the newest patron of the show, the newest person to uh, buy me a couple of cups of coffee each month uh, in support of the work that we're doing here between the podcast and uh, some of the other other things we've got going, the sticks in the fire, the little things course, which is coming soon, uh, and a whole host of, of other options uh, that, uh, you know, one at a time, right? Uh, you got to get one thing done before we can start the next, but a whole host of things coming. And uh, the, 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 you know, the cups of coffee, the, the few bucks a month um, via Patreon definitely helps. And, and uh, again, uh, Diana Angstadt, most recent person to jump on board. Thank you, Diana. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it, it means a lot. Uh, knowing that, you know, obviously, you know, nobody, nobody has to contribute anything via Patreon and the podcast is still going to come. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to keep coming, uh, no matter, no matter what, but getting those, a uh, few cups of coffee each month and, you know, you get a uh, several, several folks that are doing that and, uh, it really starts to add up and it's, it's a, it's a chunk and, uh, lots of, of ways that I'll be reinvesting, uh, those cups of coffee into the podcast. Going to get, uh, a mobile mobile recording setup. That's that's the first thing on the list. Uh, and uh, actually, we're we're at the point where we can we can do that now. Uh, we've been been accumulating funds for uh, for gosh years now. Uh, we got we got some money now to be able to do something with. So uh, thank you, Diana. Thank you to everybody else who supports the show via via Patreon. Uh, and if you're unsure how to do that, or you you would be uh, you know willing to throw down a, a cup of coffee a month and it can be a, a cheapo, you know, uh, uh, just a cup of black, which is, which is my favorite flavor of coffee as well. But you know, if you're willing to, to buy me something a little fancier, that's uh that's cool too. Uh, just head over to patreoncom slash disruns. That's P A T R E O N.com slash disruns. And, uh, you know, you're totally in control. You can, you can charge or you can, you can, uh, you know, it's kind of like the NPR model where you can, you can pledge a certain amount per month. You can change it at any time. You know, we've had lots of folks that have dropped off because budgets change or, you know, whatever the situation might be uh maybe a credit card number you know uh, expires and so then it stops charging too so uh there might be some people that think they're still supporting the show that aren't but uh, you know it is it is what it is uh but if you're willing to uh, to jump on board patreon.com slash diz runs get uh, get your boy a cup of coffee a month and i'll keep you know throwing down whatever we're throwing down here 12 14 episodes of the podcast each month plus a whole host of other things that are in the works, Little Things course is coming very soon. And then from there, we get uh, just more things coming down the pipeline as well. Um, but anyway, uh, today's quick tip is something that's uh, been a year in the making. And for those of you that have been around for a while, you know that uh, a year ago at this time, I uh, decided to try something that, that runs a little bit counter to what uh, kind of conventional wisdom might be. Um, and that is the idea of slowing down in order to get faster. And if, you, if you're new to the show, or, or at least, you know, new within the past year, uh, let me just take, you, take you a little trip back in time real quick. So about, about a year ago, uh, actually a little more than a year ago, uh, last summer, 2017, somewhere in the, in the summertime, one of the, the athletes that I was working with, one of my, my coaching, uh, my, my running clients, uh, kind of asked, asked me what my thoughts were about the whole uh, you know, high-fat, low-carb diet. So kind of going very low carb, maybe keto, maybe not quite keto, but, but cutting back on the carbs, uh, and, and focusing on eating healthy fats as, as a primary fuel source and using that as a primary fuel source for running. And it's something that I had heard a bit about, 
Um, hadn't done much research about, but you know, you see an article here and there, you hear a story from somebody who's, who's kind of done that here and there. Um, and so I didn't have a whole lot of, of insight to give her and kind of, you know, she asked a couple of questions and I started to do a little bit of research to try to help her. And I kind of decided real quickly that maybe this is something that I should try, whether or not it was, it was something that I wanted to do, which probably I didn't, if if I'm going to be honest, probably not something I really wanted to do, but, um, you know, just as, as a good coach, I've got a got an athlete that, that is interested. I should probably learn a bit more. And how better to learn, how better than to experience it, right? So, uh, you know, I got on Amazon, looked for a couple of books, ended up with the uh, the, the Primal Endurance book, uh, started reading through that with the goal, mind you, this is, this is all coming from the idea of I'm going to look at the possibility of going, you know, really low carb with my diet and see how that impacts my running. I want to do some research about that. And the entire first chapter, which the first chapter of this book is uh, like 80-something pages, um, was all about slowing down, heart rate training, running easy almost exclusively. Every once in a while, it's okay to blow it out. But for the most part, you know, all but one or two runs a month, basically, running easy at, at a, you know, below your aerobic maximum pace, which uh, I've talked about that in the past. I've got some links back to those various other posts in the show notes if you want to do some more research on that. And of course, you can ask me any questions as well. I'm happy to talk about it. But that was, that was the impetus of this year-long experiment. So as I'm reading through that, that, that book, and certainly that, that chapter, read through it a couple of times, did some other research, liked what I saw. Skeptical, though, of the idea that, that slowing down is really going to help me get faster. And I wasn't completely skeptical. Um, at, you know, a, a few years back, I read 80-20 Running. We did a book, kind of book club, online book club type of, type of thing through 80-20 Running. And so I was open to the, to the, the science behind slowing down, improving your aerobic base and improving your efficiency so that when you decide to go hard on race day, you know, you've got, you've got the strong base of fitness to help you help you go faster. Um, but it kind of, you know, kind of gotten away from it as far as my training went. So reading through primal endurance and specifically the chapter on heart rate training and and everything else with diet related as well, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit for one year and see what happens. You know, if, if it's, if it doesn't seem like it's working, it's, it's a year. You know, it, it sounds like a long period of time, but you know, I'm planning on running for the next 30, 40, maybe 50 years if, if I'm around for 50 more years, but I'm basically planning on running until they put me in the ground. Right. So what is one year of, of an experiment to see, to see what happens. So, um, you know, I, I finished reading the book and kind of committed to it like right about Thanksgiving time of 2017 decided, well, let me get through Thanksgiving first. Let me eat the pies and the, the potatoes and the cookies and all of the sweets at Thanksgiving. And then I'll lock in to, uh, you know, high fat, low carb heart rate training for a year and see what happens. So that's, that was kind of how I got into it. That was how I got back on the wagon of heart rate training. I ordered, you know, got it, got a new watch, ordered a heart rate strap, um, all the things. So I was ready to go and, and really just commit to it, slowing down, taking the test. And on December 11th, 2017, I did my first math test, which again, there's posts in the, in the blog. There's previous quick tips about this. I'll link back to those in the show notes, disruns.com slash six, six, one. I'll get you there. The quick version is basically that you run a predetermined route, a set route that you can repeat over and over and over again. So the, as you run these tests repeatedly, you're running on the same, the same route. So that's one less variable to control and you run it at a, at a narrow window of heart rate. So for me, I run my math test between 138 beats per minute and 141 beats per, per minute. My watch is set to, to alert me anytime I go outside of that zone. And so if I start to creep up a little bit faster, I, you know, a little bit higher beats per minute, 142, 143, slow it down, get back in the zone. If I fall out on the bottom, 
pick it back up. So I'm in that, that narrow four beats, you know, 138, 139, 140, 141. My heart rate is in that window for this entire route. And for me, the route in my neighborhood that I chose is four miles long. Now you can do a, a shorter route, longer route, but that was a good route for me through the neighborhood, uh, plotted it out. Good to go. So I ran my first math test on December 11th, 2017. Um, and then ran, you know, one year later, ran another one on December 11th, 2018. Now I'd run several of these tests in between. Um, but one year later I, I ran the same math, same route again. Uh, and this was just a couple days ago as this episode gets released and I improved by like six minutes, I think over that, that same four mile course, basically improved by one minute and 30 seconds per mile pace. Um, in, in a year of running slow and now keep in mind. So, so my, my most recent math test just a, a couple of days ago, as this episode goes out, uh, my average pace was eight fifty two. I think I don't have the numbers right in front of me. They're, they're linked up in the show notes for today. Uh, but, but one, uh, uh I'm sorry, eight fifty two pace per mile. Now, most of my training runs, if you, if you check out my accountability posts on Instagram and my stories, most days when I run, I, I remember to post it. Um, I'm usually running in the 10 30 range, 10 minute pace, something like that. Every once in a while, I drop below 10. Every once in a while, I drop, you know, climb up over 11. Uh, but for the most part, I'm in that 10 minute per mile range. Running easy, running well below my math limit, my, my maximum aerobic fitness limit, which is what math stands for. And I'm getting faster. I'm getting faster. So um, it's been a great experiment. But, but like any good experiment, like any good, uh, any good science situation, you know, there, there's going to be some intended consequences, some unintended consequences, some, some good and bad and, and ugly. And so that's what I'm going to spend the last uh, several minutes today kind of going through. Now that you know kind of what the, what the end results were, uh, I got faster from running slower. Um, here, here's a few other kind of things to, to, to further paint the picture of what a year of heart rate training has been like for me. Now, as you know, just to throw this out there, I'm in no way insinuating this is going to be everybody's experience. This is my experience. All right. I do believe 100% in heart rate training, the value of it, the science behind it. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm, I, I know I'm, I'm, I try not to be Mr. One size fits all and I'm not being one size fits all. I think there's other kind of methods that you can, you can follow as well that are still science-based and will still get results for you. Um, but heart rate training is where it's at. Running easy is where it's at. Whether you're, you're committed fully or not, that's, that's up to you. Um, but, but again, you know, you, you do what you need to do. That's ultimately what it comes down to. What, what you like to do. If, if you find it too miserable to, to stick to the heart rate constraints, then, then do what you got to do. But the science is pretty strong that running easy most of the time is about the best way to get faster over the long, over the long haul. But anyway, uh, that, that feels like it's kind of going off on a tangent. I'm not trying to go off on right now. So my experience with heart rate training, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we'll start with the good. Um, like I said, I've gotten faster. I'm more efficient as a runner. Um, I I'm, I'm fitter. I'm stronger. I'm healthier. Um, you know, I mean, look no further. Like I said, I'm a minute and a half per mile faster. Uh, if you've been around for, for a few minutes on the podcast, you know that I PR'd in the marathon, um, back in October, which I ran a marathon the week before. And then, you know, seven days later, ran another one where I wasn't even trying to race it, but I didn't have any other races coming up the next weekend. So I pushed it a little bit harder and ended up with a, with an almost four minute PR. Um, it was kind of accidental. At least it wasn't part of the plan to begin with, but I felt good. I went out and, and, and did it. And, and I, no question in my mind that being more aerobically fit, which is what the heart rate training is all about made a big difference. Um, was it the only difference that, I mean, 
in a roundabout way, yes, because I was more fit going into those races than I've ever been going into a race beforehand. Uh, and I think a big part of that is that, you know, I'm not going into workouts fatigued. I'm not going into races fatigued because I'm running easy. I'm not taxing my body every time I go out there and run by running too hard. I'm not doing constant speed workouts or tempo runs where I'm constantly wearing myself down. So, you know, definitely the, again, the science is there. Um, you, you don't have to do a lot of looking. You don't have to do a lot of, of research to show that heart rate training can be, can be great. Um, you know, now maybe there, there's, well, not maybe there's a lot of conflicting reports about the dietary changes, um, about being fat adapted, which, which I'm kind of a believer in that as well. But the, the science isn't as definitive there because I think in, in my opinion, for whatever that's worth, the, the studies aren't the, the studies that are reporting on the, the benefits or the, the proposed benefits of fat adaption of, of high fat, low carb diet. Um, they're, they're too short term. There, there, there's too many, variables that, that they're, they're kind of, uh, putting the, the, the fat as fuel behind the eight ball and making it very hard for the, the trials to be successful. But that's, that's another podcast for another day. Um, you know, strictly about heart rate training. It works. The, the science is there. It, it, it pretty much, you know, shows that if you slow down, you build your aerobic base. When you try to go faster, you'll go fast. And, and the beauty is that you'll be able to maintain that faster pace. Um, you're, you're less likely to hit the wall. You're less likely to fade, you know, at the, at the last mile of the 5k, the last mile of the, the marathon, half marathon, whatever, you're going to be able to go stronger, not fading, uh, because of building that aerobic base. So the good, when it comes to heart rate training is that it works, it works. The science works. Um, you know, my, my example is that it works. My experience is that it works. Now I'm, I'm obviously a data point of one. I'm not going to say that it, it is impossible that it would not work for somebody. But I think that more often than not, if it doesn't work, it's because you're not disciplined enough to stay within the heart rate zones, or you don't give it a long enough time to start to work. And that is into the, that kind of leads into the bad when it comes to heart rate training or the, the bad from my experience is that it's a slow process. It's a slow process to see the progress. Um, and if I hadn't committed to it for a year, I'm not a hundred percent sure I would have stuck with it. I may have, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those that, that it's hard to know for sure, but it took several months to really see any measurable progress. Now, the one thing that I had in my favor is that I ran a, a local half marathon about two months into heart rate training where I had done zero speed workouts, zero anything, uh, faster than like 11 minute pace because my, uh, I started out kind of, kind of slow, uh, really slow, uh, as far as using aerobic fitness, I uh, needed, needed to make some improvements there. Um, and I ran this half marathon entirely by feel now, definitely over my heart rate zones, but it was a race. So whatever, it was fine. It's fine to do that once in a while. Um, and ran about five or six minutes than my like a goal was. I was hoping that I could break two hours for this trail half marathon. And I ran it in one fifty five flat. So I guess five, five, uh, five minutes, uh, you know, right on the dot. And I was kind of surprised that I ran it that quickly, which showed me that even though I'd been running slow, I didn't lose a lot of speed or a lot of, of the, the ability to go fast when I wanted to. So that was, that kind of helped me stick with it. But again, definitely the, the fact that I was committed for a year, you know, and I'd put it out there that I was going to do this for a year made me stick with it when maybe I would have been tempted to, uh, to give up, give up on the experiment early because I wasn't seeing much progress. And, you know, for the first three months or so, four months, um, my math test really wasn't getting any better. You know, I, the, the first one I did, um, the second one was, was like two minutes slower. Uh, the third one was like, um, I think 
40 seconds faster than the original. Then the fourth one was like another minute or two slower than the original one. So like I would, you know, according to the math test, which is supposed to be how you gauge your progress in this whole silly thing, I made zero progress over the first like four months. Then I had like a big break breakthrough where I dropped like four minutes off of my time. And I was like, all right, well, maybe, maybe this is starting to work now, you know? Um, and then there was some, some, you know, again, kind of a, a steady string of a little bit of progress, a little bit of regression, which, you know, it could very easily just be that I didn't sleep as well the night before or kind of something random like that. Um, but kind of holding steady for a while and then another little bump down. And, and I feel like from talking to other people and, and different Facebook groups and, and doing some more research that that's fairly common. That especially in the first six months, eight months, first year, progress is slow. It's frustratingly slow. And this is this is coming from a guy who's who's hook, line, and sinker all in on heart rate training. It sucks how slow the process is to feel like you're really making much progress. Um, but again, from everything I've I've read, I haven't experienced this yet because I'm only one one year in. But they say from, from what I've I've read, what people I've talked to, that once you start to get into year two, year three. Um, it really starts to pay off. It almost like it's exponential improvement, exponential progress. Once you get past that, 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 that slow uptake. So the, the bad is that you gotta be patient and you know, too often we get into something, we try it for a couple of months and go, well, shit, this isn't working. So screw it. I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing before training a bit harder, uh, not being as militant and diligent about keeping my heart rate in the proper zones. Um, and, and we never gave the heart rate training enough time to work. And this can be a lot of different things. This can be strength training. This can be cross training. You know, the same rule applies to, to dietary changes, to a whole host of things. You got to give experiments enough time to actually produce results. And too often we as runners and we as people struggle with being patient. So if you're going to do heart rate training, the, the worst thing about it in my experience is that it takes some time to work. You got to trust the process. You got to commit to the process. Um, no cheat days. You know, you go hard once in a while. If you want to do a hard training session, do a hard training session. But you can't just kind of blur the line like, oh, I'll just go just a few beats over my 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 max. You know, over my my limit. No, you got your limit. Stick to them. Either that or don't commit. You know, don't don't say you're going to do it and then half-ass it because you're you're going to get at best half-assed results and probably you're going to get negative results and then you're going to blame the heart rate training when in 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 potential fact, you didn't do, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. So why would you expect the results to be there? So it, it's tough. And, and I don't mean this to, to be tough love. If you tried it and given up or tried it and not seen results. Um, but you really got to stick with it for months and months and months to see the payoff. And like I said, I mean, 12 months in a minute and a half per mile faster. I'll take that. I'll take that. Now I'm not necessarily predicting that, uh, in 12 more months, I'll be another minute and a half per mile faster. But I do anticipate another pretty good jump, you know, another 40 seconds per mile, another minute per mile, something like that. I mean, I, I, I can see myself in the next year or two getting my, my math test results under under eight-minute pace to where I'm running eight-minute pace comfortably at, at a level that's entirely aerobic, which right now that's not that's not where I am. Right now I'm at, at 8.52, I think was my, my, my most recent test, 8.52 pace is what I said earlier. Um I can't wait till I'm 752 and hopefully that's in another year might be another two, but I am confident that I'm going to get there because I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm, I'm going to be patient with it and, and stick and stick with it because it's definitely working for me. So what about the ugly, the good, the bad, and the ugly of heart rate training, the ugly of heart rate training for me in my year long experiment is that, uh, I wouldn't say I've lost 
friends because of it, but I no longer run with friends because of it. So uh, longtime listeners, longtime readers of the emails know that, uh, and especially anybody who's local, I know we've got some, some local folks that, that listen to the show. Um, I've been a part of the pack, which is a, a group of kind of a subsect of our local runners, runners club here for, for many, many years. Uh, gosh, five or six years I've been running with the pack. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are, are some of my best, my best friends in town, uh, largely because, you know, for, for many of those years, we were running together two or three times a week, every week, talking, chatting, you know, talking about their kids, talking about my kids, talk, or my one kid, uh, no, no announcement there. No, no announcement there. Just talking about Addison, talking about, about Rebecca, the dogs, whatever the case might be. Um, you know, I, I might not even know their, their spouses or their, or their kids in person, but like I know them, you know, from, from all these conversations. And in the last year, I've hardly ever run with any of my friends. Um, because none of them are willing to slow down with me. None of them are willing to take the plunge into heart rate training. They're, they're out there doing what they've always done. Um, you know, still hopefully improving a little bit, but a lot of them have, have had various injury problems and, and setbacks and things like that. Not saying that's a hundred percent because they've been running too hard, but I'm, I'm going to say that it's, it hasn't helped them to, to not slow down a little bit. Uh, I, I'm a firm believer that running easy is, is good for a lot of reasons, but, uh, you know, the ugly part of the heart rate training is that I've been forced to be a solo runner a lot more than I would prefer. Now, I guess on the plus side, I've, I've you know, pounded through some more podcasts and some audiobooks and things like that. Like I'm finding a way to keep myself entertained, I run with the dog most of the time. Um, which is nice to have, have her with me to keep me company. Um, sometimes drag me off in, in the chase of a squirrel, you know, so I get a little, little burst in there that I wasn't planning on doing. Um, but it would be nice to have my friends to run with again. So if you're, if you're a social runner and you're like, yeah, I want to do this, this heart rate training thing as well. It might be tough to convince some of your friends to slow down with you. Hopefully you can, hopefully you have more success on that than I did. Um, but that's, that's definitely been the, the hardest part. Um, you know, the bad is that you have to be patient, but the, the real ugly is that, uh, I'm, I'm a bit lonely on my runs these days. And, and this is coming from an introvert. You know, you may not realize it, uh, from the podcast, but I am an introvert's introvert. I love my alone time. I love being by myself. Um, but I, I you know, the, the one group of people that I like to be around are runners and I'm not really able to do that anymore. Maybe I get to join my, my crew at the coffee shop on Saturday for, for a cup of coffee after their run. If I finish my run early enough, if I start early enough that I can run it at a heart rate pace uh, and get finished before they do, I can, I can have some coffee with them. But otherwise, I'm, I'm running solo all the time, which is not, uh, not my preferred method. So that, that kind of sucks. But you know, all in, like I said earlier, I'm committed to this. I, I have seen the benefits. I feel great. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel like uh, this is going to be a huge component of getting me to my, my goal of Boston qualifying, of slowing down, continuing to build this aerobic base, continuing to, to work on, on building my fitness to become more fat adapted. I think that the, for me, the two definitely go hand in hand. Now, you, they don't have to. You don't have to, to give up your sweets and your, your ice cream and things like that to go uh, with heart rate training, but it certainly doesn't hurt. But if you're going to go high fat, low carb, you have to embrace the, uh, the, the low, the, the, the heart rate training. They, they, those two definitely have to work together. So at the end of the day, when, when push comes to shove, here I am a, a year later, would I recommend heart rate training to you? Um, you know, yes, with it, with an asterisk. Okay. Um, ultimately you've got to do what, what, what you got to do. You know, this is, this is your thing, your journey, your, your, um, enjoyment is on the line or, or your, uh, your goals are what you're working towards. You know, heart rate training works. It's effective. Um, I believe in it. I believe in the power of running easy. Now, you know, there's various, there's different variations of heart rate training. There's the all in where everything is easy. Um, there's more of an 80, 20 approach. There's, there's some different ways to, to attack it. 
Um, but but as a as a coach, as a podcaster, as you know, as as somebody who likes to think he knows a few things about getting better as a runner, um, I I would be very much in favor of you slowing down to get faster. Um, exactly what that looks like is up to you. You know, I have a, an athlete I work with who um, still fairly new to the sport um, and putting the, the the data numbers out there, the, the heart rate numbers almost adds more, more pressure, more stress, more anxiety of trying to keep the heart rate below a certain point. So we've kind of taken a step back from working on heart rate specifically and just kind of working on maintaining an easy breath, a comfortable pace, feeling good. And that's really helped. So maybe, maybe that's what you need to do and not focus on heart rate. Uh, a few folks in the, the Facebook group that I've talked to that have tried it and it really kind of saps the joy out of it. It makes it, uh, you know, more work than fun. So you know what, if that's the case, then, then you got to do what you got to do. Um, like I said, the science is there. I, I, I think that long-term it's, it's running easy. Most of the time is the best approach, but if it's not enjoyable, it's not enjoyable. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, I'm not going back. I'm not, at least right now, you know, I'm going to keep, keep following the science and keep, keep experimenting with myself. Um, but I can't see any reason to, to turn back. I might start adding in a little bit more speed work in 2019. We'll see. I'll certainly keep you posted. But, uh, but for now, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm, I am, I am sold on the value of heart rate training, um, and running easy to get faster. It's working for me. It's working for a lot of the people I work with. Uh, and I, I have a sneaking suspicion that, uh, it'll work for you too. If it's something that you want to commit to, but again, it's a commitment. It takes some time. It's not just a, a flash in the pan. It's not something you're going to try now. And, and four weeks from now, it's going to pay off. No, four months from now, it might start to pay off. Uh, but you know, four years from now, it definitely will pay off. At least I think that definitely will. Um, I, I certainly believe it. I, I plan on doing a report on this, you know, three years from now, my four years of math training, I got a feeling it's going to be uh, a big, a big giant win, uh, in the improvement department, but that's, that's, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely starting to ramble. This is definitely turning into a, a, a long tip instead of a, a quick tip. So we'll go ahead and, and wrap this thing up. If you have questions about heart rate training, let me know. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to offer my advice, my suggestions, the research I've done, obviously my own experience in in, in even more detail than what I have today. Uh, So just let me know. Reach out at DizRuns on Twitter and Instagram, DizRuns at gmail.com for an email. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today. Lots of memes, lots of gifs, lots of of fun going on, lots of links as well back to to previous math tests and posts and all that kind of good stuff. DizRuns.com slash 661. We'll take you there. And uh, at this point, let's, uh, gosh, let's just call it a day, shall we? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the support on Patreon, Diana. I really appreciate it. And everybody else who's chipped in along the way, uh, buy me a cup of coffee. Patreon.com slash DizRuns is the link to do that. And uh, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening to, to this whole gibbering nonsense. Hopefully it was helpful and useful. Let me know if it was. Uh, and until next time, see you. <laughs>